Today, we're starting this new series called Emerge. And we do believe that this is gonna be something that will just help us over these next few weeks. <clears throat> Before I get into that, I wanna go back two years ago to Good Friday 2019. That was the day when I was getting ready to come to our Good Friday Reflections morning. Uh, when something happened to my back, and for those who don't know, it's when I slipped a disc in my back, and it was so, so painful. I couldn't move, uh, I couldn't get out of bed, I was in pain, uh, just needed a lot of pain relief, and I needed help. Um, needed help to get dressed, needed help to go to the toilet. Um, I had to let go of everything. Suddenly life was paused. James, if you just swap it over, so uh, that's great, thank you. And from then onwards, it took um, months and months uh, for things to heal. And probably it took about 18 months before I got to the point where I was feeling kind of like back to normal. And I had to kind of emerge out of um, being on my back, uh, literally on my back for so long. And uh, it was only last summer where I was able to start uh, running again funny thing was I knew mentally the distances I could do but do you know what my body just couldn't do it at all so I I thought well I'll just um, set off here but my physically I just couldn't do it. the muscles had kind of all I guess is the word relaxed and I had to build up to the, the distances that I, I like to run and it's kind of a little bit like where we're at now isn't it we're at this brink of things beginning to ease I was talking to Andy Taylor um, earlier in the week and he was uh, doing one of his walks around town and he uh, said he went down through East Drop Park and he said things were just beginning to feel a bit different. Um, the paddle boats um, were open, the little kiosk there was open, the toilets were open. So he said it just feels like things are beginning to change. So this is where we are as a nation and as a church. Let me put this up on the screen. You see, the a definition of the word emerge is to move out of something and to become visible. So how are you feeling about this as lockdown begins to ease, as we're being encouraged to take some cautious steps? I'm sure there's a whole spectrum of you. I think there'll be some people who want to just jump back into life, want to jump back into what they were doing. I, I understand, of course, many, many people want to go and visit family and friends. But then across that spectrum, there's still going to be some people who are a little bit more cautious who, who may not want to go into a shop or in, into a space where there's going to be other people around. So we're all in kind of different uh, places on that spectrum. And um, take a look at this picture here. You, you might uh, remember, um, again, from about this time last year, I heard uh, the Bible teacher Mark Stibby talk about we are in the same storm but not all in the same boat. Now, I don't think that was his quote, but to me, it's a really, really helpful quote to think, yes, we were all hit by the storm of coronavirus, not just us here in Beijing State, but the, the nation and the nations of the world. But we are all in different boats and we all reacted and react in different ways. And I came across this quote, which I think is really quite helpful. It says, these storms are both internal and external. The intense surges of emotion within us are due to our humanity, while the chaotic circumstances around us are beyond our control. And I think that's what it's been like. I mean, I remember going into lockdown. I was so stressed. We had to change things 
um, very, very quickly. I found that really hard to what we what we knew stopped and what we went into. It was um, very difficult to go into it because we just didn't know our normal handles weren't there. And I remember waking up one morning and I uh, looked in the mirror and I thought, what's that in my eye? And I realized I had a bloodshot eye, a, 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 um, is it a vessel or um, a vein had, had burst or something. And it was just due to the stress of trying to adjust so quickly going into lockdown. But I'm finding it slightly um, kind of around the other way now that as we come out of lockdown, there's, the more, there's, there's new stresses that we're having to face and, and try to navigate and try to work out as we come out of lockdown. So over the next few weeks, as we do this series of Emerge, we want to look at some, some subjects. And these are the kind of areas we just want to touch on over the next few weeks. Uh, next week, Sarah is going to be speaking on lament. We want to take time just to look back. And because, do you think about it, those loved ones who've died, I haven't really been able to mourn them in the way that we would want to do that, but just to look at the loss and the tragedy of what's happened. We want to focus on worship. What does it mean to worship God in these new ways as we come out? We want to spend some time looking at praying and healing. How do we heal physically, emotionally, spiritually? But also, how do we celebrate some of the good things that God has been doing? So they're the areas that we're going to be particularly looking at over the next few weeks. So how do we go into this period as we things begin to lift? Well, here's the first thing we do. We stop. What do I mean by that? Well, there are lots of views and lots of opinions and theories out there. There's a lot of noise uh, of, what's, of people's thoughts of what should happen but we as God's people we need to hear a clear sound we need to hear the voice of God if you remember last year when we went into lockdown I started doing some short videos midweek from my shed and on the 21st of March um, I read from Psalm 46 and um, I've asked Sarah if she doesn't mind reading that for us this morning so Sarah over to you Psalm 46, the Passion Bible. God, you're such a safe and powerful place to find refuge. You're a proven help in time of trouble, more than enough and always available whenever I need you. So we will never fear, even if every structure of support were to crumble away. We will not fear even when the earth quakes and shakes, moving mountains and casting them into the sea. For the raging roar of stormy winds and crashing waves cannot erode our faith in you. God has a constantly flowing river whose sparkling streams bring joy and delight to his people. His river flows right through the city of God Most High into his holy dwelling places. God is in the midst of his city, secure and never shaken. At daybreak, his help will be seen from the, with the appearing of the dawn. When the nations are in uproar with their tottering kingdoms, God simply raises his voice and the earth begins to disintegrate before him. Here he comes, the commander, the mighty Lord of the angel armies is on our side. The God of Jacob fights for us. Everyone look. Come and see the breathtaking wonders of our God. He brings both ruin and revival. He's the one who makes conflicts end throughout the earth, 
breaking and burning every weapon of war. Surrender your anxiety. Be still and realise that I am God. I am God above all the nations and I am exalted throughout the whole earth. Here he stands, the commander, the mighty Lord of the angel armies is on our side. The God of Jacob fights for us. Wonderful. Thank you so much uh, in that psalm, so rich. But I want to draw our attention particularly to the latter part of that psalm, verse 10. Um, the Passion Bible says, surrender your anxiety, be still, realise that I'm God. And the NIV Bible puts it like this, be still and know that I'm God. So in other words, <laughs> it's saying stop. You know, one of the biggest things, as I said, as we went into this was the chaos that went on, losing control of things around us, big uncertainties, those parameters that we were used to just went out of the window. For me, I did have to stop. I had to press in to God, I had to go to him as my source, my rock, my fortress, my deliverer. Now, for those who like a little bit of Hebrew, the Hebrew uh, word for be still here means enough. Um, many, many years ago when our children were little and sometimes they would get into a little bit of a, a bit of a fight. Maybe you found that, Sarah, with your children, you know, and as the parent, sometimes you would have to step in and say, stop, enough, be still. And that's the kind of meaning of that word there, that God says in all the chaos that's going on, he speaks. And it's a bit like um, uh, in when Jesus was on the boat. You know the, the story in the New Testament uh, where Jesus was asleep in the boat? Have you ever thought, why was Jesus asleep in the boat? Well, he, he was asleep because I believe he had a, a certainty of knowing who God his father was. But as the storm raged around them, uh, the New Testament tells us that Jesus stood up and he spoke to the storm and he said, be still. And it calmed down. And that's what we need as we start to emerge. We need to be still. We need to say stop. And even to ourselves, maybe this morning you have some anxiety, a little bit unsure. But God says, enough. Be still. Stop. And so from this place of stillness and calm, that Psalm 46 says, be still, part one, part two, know that I am God. Realise that I am your God. I love the message translation because it says this, it says, step out of the traffic, take a long, loving look at me, your high God. God says to you this morning, stop, be still. But how do you know God? What does it mean for you to take a long, loving look at your high God? In other words, what do you do? Back in January, uh, in the source, Matthew Rickson uh, did a great one for us there. There's a little picture of him and he, had, and he got all these sources out. And, and he said, look, there are different sources for different occasions. And he kind of um, summarized it with these four points. And he said, you know, pick the right source for the situation that you're in. Be intentional, do what works for you, be as creative as you can. So he was saying to us, 
How do you, whatever it is that you do to connect with God, do it? And I want to just ask you, Terry and Sarah, you know, connecting with God, how do you do it? What, what works for you? might be different for you, but Terry, what works for you? Uh, I tend to... I tend to, to really connect with God when reading like a passage of, of scripture, yeah. meditating on that, um, maybe, you know, sort of reading other cross references to it and and just allowing it to, I don't know, percolate. Sort of, yes. And, and, and sort of digest it. And yeah. um, and then in quiet times, you, you know, you, you find that you draw from it really and you you hear or you know, you tend to hear something of what God is saying to you or what he's instilling in you. Mm. So um, it's very slow, very, you know, locked in meditation, really. Mm. So mm. that's that's for me. What, what about you? What do you well, do? We're all <laughs> we are, absolutely. Yeah. Different know, sources. <laughs> different sources. Actually, I'm reading a good book at the moment called Sacred Pathways, and that's looking at different personality types as to, well, your spiritual type. So, oh, right. Sounds interesting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So Terry would come under the intellectual at the oh. end of the book. So for him, that, that's the reading God words. Mine would be to go outside, nature, trees. So then I can see the vastness of creation reminds me just how big God mm. is. And that mm. I find that is then a place I can be worshipful and then I'm more open. Mm. But for me to sit in and then to read, I'd feel constricted. Right, you want to get out. I need mm. to get out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to get out and just yeah. see... Yeah, yeah. yeah. God's God's creation. Work, you have to be careful not to worship nature, but worship yeah, the Creator. Yeah. Mm. So, that's so you hug a tree and then worship. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Gary. <laughs> so I have to get out. Yeah, nature. That's, that's really good. I mean, for me, yeah. um, it would be similar things. I think sometimes there is a there's a particular theme. I think God wants to say to me. It, it's like it's like it pops up. And, mm. You know, it's like you, you, I, I've learned to sort of switch on to something, and it's often that still small voice rather than a really blatant. Yeah advert you know and i think it's learning i found for me to to read but then to get out and to, and to meditate and i think what you said terry is really useful about it just takes time to, to mm. hear something yeah. you know so so that's what we do what about you what what works um for you well look as i've got terry and sarah involved i thought i'd give them a quick exercise look here's some notelets and some pens Thank you. they are sanitized obviously um but this might help you in a very very practical way you know there are there are two things that are going on in our world at the moment. There are the things that we can control and there are the things that we can't control. So I'm just going to ask Terry and Sarah, try to jot down some of the things. What are the things that we can control in our own lives and some of the things we can't control? So as, as an example, you know, we don't have any say over what the government says to us. But the, the reason for doing this little exercise is that um, if your head is spinning with lots of thoughts, lots of ideas, lots of things just going around your head. And this little exercise might just help you in um, visualising the things that are on your mind. Now, I know I'm at a certain age of life now where something's on my mind. I usually just end up writing it down, be whatever time of day it is or night, so I can come back to it. But writing it down in this way and then visually just laying it out might help you just to see, well, I can't do anything about that, but these things I can do. So. I'm going to jump back to Terry and Sarah. I know it's very, very, very quick. Just, just, a, some, just some ideas, just some ideas. So what are some things that we can control? What, what are some things that you, you thought of? Uh, I, uh, well, my attitude. And attitude, yeah. How yeah, I respond, that's good. How, yeah. you know, how I respond to things. Yeah. yeah. 
I said the same. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My my personal response. Yeah. Personal response. Yeah. So what we can do. Yeah. Yep. Anything else that we can control? Uh, obviously, your wife. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please do comment in <laughs> on uh, on. Yeah, yeah. Now, actually, the more I think about it, that there's very few things that I think I can control. Right. Um, so, yeah. So what about flipping around? So what are things that you, we can't control? Well, for me, uh, for work, I mean, I'm outside. The weather, I have no control yeah, over. No control so over that, that dictates yeah. to me yeah. sometimes what I yeah. can do. Yep. Yep. So at work, I can't dictate what my, my job role is and what I'm doing and things. So yeah. that's, you're dictated to by yeah. your employer. Yep. So there you go. There's, thank you. Thank you. I know, I know I threw that one at you there. Yes. Um, but maybe that's something you want to do. Just sort of jot down things that you c can and can't control and then have a little look and then you can almost prayerfully bring that to God and say Lord um, I can't do anything about that I'm gonna to have to leave you and trust you with that and as we then listen to God the important thing is to hear what he says and then do something about it be obedient to what he says now just before I finished this morning. I just wanted to say something about um, the church here. Um, really, really important. You know, we have not changed on the things that God has said to us. You know, that's one of the things that um, is really, really important for us as leaders. We still believe God has called us to be a city of refuge, a reprocessing factory, and to be hope carriers. These things remain in our sights, and we want to continue to move forward, fulfilling them as we emerge. But as I look back over the last year and, and to think what has happened, here's three exciting things that has happened. We have a full-time youth pastor, that's Bigsy there, over on the left. We now have a part-time family worker, that's Sarah Windsor. And there's some pictures of tins of food because we are looking to become a food bank hub. I think that's what they call it um, in this part of the town. Now, for, for me, they weren't on our radar a year ago but they are not just on our radar now. They are, two of them are a reality, and one is becoming a reality. For me, they are some things that have changed quite dramatically for us as a church. And it's one of those things will help us fulfill our vision. And we are also hoping and praying that what God has been doing in you will help us as a church to continue to fulfill our vision. What is more tricky is navigating Sunday mornings, and we would really appreciate your prayers on that. We've been looking at what the government says, and we've, we've had a, a few attempts at what things could look like. But we're going to be carrying on like this for the moment, but we are going to be sending out a questionnaire very soon, because we want to hear back from you, uh, your thoughts on that. But do pray for us. Okay, let's come into land. Conclusion. A few things that I've mentioned this morning. We are in the same storm but we're in different boats we need to go to Psalm 46 we need to stop we need to be still and know God we need to listen to his voice and we need to be obedient to what he says and here's the good news we will emerge from this as Her Majesty the Queen said last year we will meet again we will be able to be upstairs in the main hall together we will be able to, to carry on and fulfill the vision that God has put on us as a church and we are going to emerge into this new future together let me pray father God I want to thank you that you have never left us 
just like you were with those disciples when they were in a boat and a storm raged around them. You were with them and you have been and you are with us. I pray as we look to emerge over these next few weeks and months, we would firstly just take a moment to be still, to stop, to calm ourselves before you, to listen to your voice, to reconnect with you. And then from that place, to be obedient to what you tell us to do. Lord, we pray that you just help us. You help every person who's watching right now. May you speak to them. May you lead them. May you comfort them. And may you lead them out in your good time. Lord, would you just bless everybody watching today. You are there right with them, wherever they are now. May they just know the comfort and blessing of God this morning. In Jesus' name I pray this. Amen.